All righty, welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Natalie Calbat-Witten, former diver at USC and current sports broadcaster. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I am Aaron Rooney. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Check out our Instagram, our link tree, and our bio there. That's uh, that's a good link to use for Sideline Scout. Just make sure you hit, hit up their website. Um, I'm rocking with Poolside Live. It's the perfect TiVo substitute. I saw another mention just a couple of days ago on Facebook that their TiVo system is no longer activated and no longer in use. Sideline Scout is the answer and Poolside Live is that perfect upgrade over the original TiVo system and the controls. Everything is so much easier to use. It was built by divers for divers and um, the customer service that the people at Sideline Scout provide are second to none. Uh, last thing I'll mention before we get started here with Natalie is if you're brand new to diving, check out our episode number two about diving 101. It goes over the uh, numbers, the letters, kind of the scoring and how this crazy sport works. So without further ado, here is Natalie. All right. So Natalie, we're going to jump right in here and just kind of walk our listeners and Aaron and myself through your diving journey of how you got involved in the sport all the way up to where you are now. First off, I just want to say thank you guys for having me on. And episode two with Diving 101 is super awesome and so cool for uh, non-diving nerds like us just to kind of get to know our crazy sport that we love so much. Yeah, thank absolutely. you. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'll, um, I'll, take, I'll take you guys through kind of my start. Uh, my mom was a swimmer, so she threw me in the water before I could even walk. <laughs> I always tell everyone that I was born to be in the water. And I actually started as a swimmer until I was about the age of 11. And I would always watch the divers. And I told my mom, I'm like, I love swimming. So thankful to be in this sport, but I want to try that. And at the time there were three levels. There was novice, intermediate and junior Olympic. And my mom was like, well, you can go try out, but if you don't make the, you know, the JO team, you're stuck with swimming. Sorry. <laughs> so I was super motivated to just, you know, nail this tryout and do the best that I could. So, you know, little Natalie, you know, getting up on the boards, I showed some uh, promise in the sport and I made the JO team and uh, worked really, really, really hard um, through high school and uh, actually made it to the Olympic trials as a senior in high school for the 10 meter synchro with mm -hmm. Ashley Buchter and uh, got a scholarship to dive at the University of Southern California dove all four years and uh, yeah the sport I have so much to give back and to thank because it definitely catapulted me just into not only my career but in life yeah and where was that club where did you grow up doing high school diving as well yeah so I am born and raised in Princeton New Jersey and I dove with Blue Dolphin Diving and our facility actually didn't have platforms and I became more of a platform specialist. We would train at the College of New Jersey for springboards mm -hmm. and then we would drive all the way to Rutgers for platforms. So wow. definitely went the distance growing up to get it all done, but it was very, it was very much worth it. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's a, uh, that's awesome there, Natalie. You know, that brings me to a good uh, question just cause we, we spoke beforehand that I kind of known Ashley Brookter ahead of time, but how did you get connected as a high schooler, as a club diver to Ashley, who is in PA? And then how did you guys coordinate training time to be prepared for the 2012 Olympic trials? 
Yeah. I mean, one thing I love about the sport, it seems vast, but it's small. You know, it's a small world just competing um, in the Northeast and on the East Coast. Ashley and I grew up competing against one another. So when my coach, Candace Gottlieb, and her father, Bradley, um, you know, kind of got together and we're like, I think Natalie and Ashley will be really good if you pair them up and let's try this synchro thing. So we got up on 10 meter and, you know, learned a nice back dive pike, reverse dive pike and, um, you know, inward three and a half, front three and a half, um, a full in, you know, kind of put the uh, list together. Now, the crazy thing with Ashley and I, we actually, so you, you take me in New Jersey, Ashley's in Pennsylvania. So, well, where did you guys train? Um, we actually went to um, Maryland every Sunday. We would drive to Maryland and like kind of meet um, halfway and we dove um, where the club team, Montgomery Dive Club, mm -hmm. would train. And we would practice every Sunday together. And I remember my mom and I would get up at the crack of dawn, like 4 a.m. And we would drive. And then, um, you know, we would always make it a fun day. Like we would yeah. stop for lunch on the way back. I would be doing homework. You know, just training seven days a week for the trials was definitely an incredible experience. And Ashley was awesome. We had so much fun. And I joke with her that we're really synced up because we both just had a baby within months of each other. She had a baby in July and I had a baby in October. So crazy stuff. That's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, that, that's, I mean, destined to be synchro partners. And I guess, <laughs> yeah, going through the journey of life kind of at similar times. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So back in 2012, you were the Olympic trials champion. What was that experience like? We were, yes. So the U.S. actually didn't end up getting a spot in that uh, event in the 10-meter women's synchro uh, that year. But it was really awesome to compete at trials and to win, you know, to go through the finals and the prelims and just be on that stage. It was my greatest accomplishment. And Ashley and I certainly really enjoyed the experience. And it was actually kind of cool because the event was held in Seattle where mm – -hmm you know, Pac-12 championships ended up being every year. So as a senior in high school, getting to compete at trials um, at the King County Aquatic Center, it was almost like a taste of, okay, well, this is where your college championship meet is going to be every year. So it was pretty neat. Yeah, I love that. And then, so now we know that you are a sports broadcaster. What are you doing with that? And, and how did you even get into that in the first place? Yeah. So, um, it's really cool. I'm, I'm working with USA diving, doing a lot of social media, digital reporting, broadcasting, and also doing uh, broadcasting for, um, ESPN and other networks, um, on their digital platforms. And I definitely, um, just had such a passion for it when I went out to USC and being in Los Angeles, I was like a sponge. I just wanted to intern everywhere and I went from the pool to class to um, Annenberg TV News, which was our school's TV station. And I anchored a little bit um, while I was a student there and um, interned at one of the local stations and then um, with an ESPN branch um, out in Los Angeles. So was just totally immersed, you know, a kid in a candy shop, um, just loving our industry. It just was so exciting to me. And uh, I, I love it. I mean, it, from graduating USC, I started in a small market in uh, Morgantown and Clarksburg, West Virginia, where I was the weekend sports reporter and anchor. So uh, getting home in the wee hours of the morning, um, it was really fun in the wintertime when snow was piling up and I was driving 
you know, on the interstate in the mountains. So definitely a, a really fun experience in West Virginia. And then from there, I was the sports director in Richmond at the ABC affiliate for four years. And then just go right into um, more of the regional um, sports networks with like ESPN plus and mm-hmm. um, you know, all these really awesome college networks too. Cool. That- What's your favorite part of the job? Um, oh gosh, where do I start guys? I mean, I think it's, I just love the connection that we can have with athletes and coaches and, you know, tell their story. I think as, you know, an athlete myself, I just love being immersed in sports and Mm -hmm. I definitely love being immersed in diving. Uh, I really enjoy getting to call the diving meets and do the diving broadcasts and doing pieces that involve diving. I think it's so important to promote our sport as much as we can. Um, But no, it definitely helps me get out of bed doing this job. It doesn't even feel like a job. It just feels like something that I really love doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was fortunate to uh, get an opportunity to do some commentating for the USA winter nationals meet. And, um, you know, what are some tips, tricks that you may have as you've learned throughout your process and getting to where you are for someone who is starting to do that a little bit here and there? You did a great job, by the way, I was watching all your stuff. You guys were rocking it. I I loved watching. You did a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. I think there were times where I was like, I, I was joking with uh, Olivia and I was like, Olivia, what do you want me to discuss? I said, cause I'm just really excited to watch the diving and freak out when people <laughs> hit dive. She's like, honestly, that's probably what most diving people want to hear. So go ahead and do that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Olivia is awesome. She is amazing. She's so fun. We got to train together when I was out in uh, Los Angeles diving at USC. So she's um, a great teammate. But no, I, I would say um, in terms of advice and kind of tips and tricks, I think the, the biggest thing is to just be prepared. Right. And the one thing in our industry is you can never be too prepared, right? Which can drive you crazy because you feel like you're, you're always reading or you're always talking yeah. to coaches and athletes. And I think just being able to, to know the subject and to just yeah. feel as prepared as possible is the number one key ingredient in a successful, um, you know, career in, in commentating. That, that makes perfect sense. Cause as, as I'm sitting there, I'm like, Aaron and I talked about this a little beforehand where it's like knowing the stories for the athletes, knowing where they're from, knowing all those little bits and pieces of who is their club coach. And it just, it just leads into the next diver so much easier. So that makes so much sense. You probably do hours and hours and hours of background research bef- and you're only on air for what, two hours at most sometimes. Yeah. And I, honestly, I love the prep work. I think it's so fun to just to learn and to find new things. And with social media nowadays, you learn so much on social, you know, just news breaking and things coming up and coming open. The social media is a great tool to help prepare too. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, I know just from, from our research into before we did this, I know you have your own website and, um, I noticed you have a diving portion of it, but we have on here, you know, do you get to broadcast and commentate a lot of diving events? And if so, what type of diving events are you typically doing? Yeah, I, I do get to do some diving events and I, I love it. It feels like home. Uh, it's nice to be back on the pool deck. I joke with people that I like talking about it. I don't want to do it, right? I don't want to go back on my <laughs> 10 meter. Those, those days are far, far over. Um, when I did that piece at the Fort Lauderdale Aquatic Center, 
a few weeks ago. People mm-hmm. asked me, did you go off the 27 meter? I said, <laughs> heck no. <laughs> I'm happy on the pool deck talking about it. I don't, I don't need to go up there anymore. That's um, awesome. But yeah, I do get to do some of the commentary at the college level and I absolutely love it. It's so much fun. And, you know, it's kind of interesting just, you know, being recruited by some of the coaches and just having a, a past relationship uh, with some of the coaches and some of the athletes. And, um, you know, now just having a little bit of a different relationship with them now is, is really rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. So I had two follow-ups here. Um, what yeah. I noticed when we were out at USA nationals, um, I was the announcer and there was a million things going on behind the scenes before the event, the timing of everything, where people are supposed to be, when this person's supposed to do this and that and all kinds of this. And what I kind of started to get comfortable with, and, and I'm really curious to hear your perspective at such a bigger scale, bigger level, is that all that background work, all the, the craziness before an event or a broadcast, do you ever get in that broadcast and you're like, okay, now I'm comfortable? You know, it's so funny. I just relate it to, you know, being an athlete and kind of like zoning in, taking a deep breath, kind of, you know, putting the blinders on, not getting too distracted because yeah, there is a lot going on, right? When, especially at, you know, winter nationals, you know, one of the bigger meets um, in the country, it's just, there's a lot of craziness. So it's almost just getting situated, taking a deep breath, getting ready for your broadcast and kind of toning out some of the uh, distractions. Sure. Yeah. And then the last thing too, I realized, you know, about halfway through that my voice was going to be shot. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious, do you have like an announcing voice, like a broadcast voice? You know, it's funny. I, I don't, I just talk the way I talk. Uh, you know, I just stick to who I am. And if I sound a little different, then it's not intentional. Maybe I just, you know, one day you wake up and your voice sounds a little different, but no, I always try to just be who I am just in person as I am on air. So I don't, I don't want anything to change or anything to be different. I just want to be who I am. Yep. No, that's, that's awesome. It's, it's definitely more of a genuine feel. That's for sure. Um, okay. My next one here is what events or specific athletes were you really excited about? And then how did you control your own nerves leading up to that? I was piecing through some of your, um, your website videos and I saw you did one with Alex Ovechkin, who I love. And for me, it would be like, oh my gosh, I'm about to interview one of the greatest hockey players of all time. You know, how do you control yourself in those situations? It's so funny. I relate so much of my life to diving and I'm going to do it again here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you, when you get ready to do a front three and a half off 10 meter, you know, you're solely focusing on the dive and not the weight of it, right? You're not going to treat a three and a half or a back dive or a front jump any different, right? You're just going to focus. You're going to focus on those corrections that you need to worry about. And you're going to keep every dive the same. You're not going to overemphasize one dive or the next. That's just my recipe. That's just how I would go about it. So with broadcasting and interviewing someone like Alex Ovechkin or, you know, a Greg Luganis or, you know, a goat of the sport per se, Mm -hmm. I think you just kind of, you know, take a deep breath. You do all the preparations like normal and you just have a fun conversation. Now I will say this leading up to interviewing Ovi, 
I was warned that he does not smile. He doesn't laugh. <laughs> He's very hard to like relax and to have fun. So one of the first things I asked him was just like, Ovi, I know you like chicken parm. Like, where can I get chicken parm in DC? And he nice. just was like not expecting it. And I got a little <laughs> chuckle out of him. And he, you know, he kind of said like, well, there's a lot of good spots, but I, I can't tell you mine because then everyone's going to show up. And Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was just funny. So it was like a little bit of like an icebreaker just to kind of get him comfortable. But I definitely, I don't really, um, you know, change my approach with different events or different athletes. I kind of, you know, if you're interviewing Tom Brady, eh, maybe you're a little nervous, but eh, I just treat everyone the same, you know, and, and don't overemphasize a certain athlete or a certain event. Just keep it awesome. calm, cool, and collected. Cool. That's awesome. You know, you kind of touched on this already, but, um, you know, what lessons were you able to learn from diving and then be able to apply in your career field now? Honestly, I think, you know, kind of, of what we said, um, you know, in the previous question, just calming the nerves, you know, diving is a sport of fear, right? Mm -hmm. I'm human. People say, Oh, how'd you go off 10 meter? Are you not afraid of heights? Of course I am. Right. I just right. did the lead ups on five and, you know, had trust in my body and my muscle memory and trained my mind and trained my abilities. So I think diving allows me to do that in life mm -hmm. and to just really control my emotions and uh, to keep calm, trust and believe in my muscle memory and my training and especially in broadcasting, just in, in your repetitions and your knowledge. And I think it's just given me so much discipline, you know, mm -hmm. to just continue to strive and uh, continue my career. I had another follow. I'm probably going to bounce back and forth more than I should yeah. here, but back, back to the diving world. What was your most fit or what was your favorite dive on 10 meter? And what was like your least favorite or your scariest dive? Ooh. And if you talk to Ashley, she'll say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely the scariest dive for me was my back dive pike on 10 meter, the most simple dive, but I'll tell you a little story. Um, I had a little incident on that dive one time um, and it was with Ashley. She was right next to me and we were doing synchro and it was one of those Sunday mornings at like 6 a.m. You know, I, I wasn't even really awake. So I blame it on that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but no, I, I went up to do the dive and I hit my heels on the platform and did like oh, a perfect no. backflip. And I just remember coming up out of the water being like, okay, what did I just do? Mm -hmm. Somehow I landed on my feet. You know, everyone's asking me if I'm okay. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was a scary moment, but it was definitely a learning moment because, you know, in diving, all right, shake it off, go up and do it again. Um, so definitely that was a scary moment in diving uh, that I had. And, and I also had to learn how to go from there. Right. So continue mm -hmm. to do that dive and train that yeah. dive and then competed at winter nationals, then competed at the Olympic trials. So, um, that was a really interesting learning experience that, uh, you know, I took from diving and kind of use it for my career too. You know, if, yeah. if you hit the board or if you, if you stumble or if you fail, it's okay. Just get back up, try it again, keep going. You can't lose if you don't give up. Yep. That's true. And, and what about your favorite dive? Favorite dive. Ooh, I kind of liked, um, Hmm. I really liked inward tune-off pike off 10 meter. I thought that was a, a strong dive. And then at USC, I really worked on my reverse two and a half on three meter. 
and that became a strong dive for me. So I'd nice. have to say one of those two. Cool. It's really funny. You, you mentioned that uh, my, my first interactions with the top tier, you know, tower diver, I think Haley Ishimatsu and I are the same age <laughs> and I, I watched her at a meet and I was just in the stands with her. I think she was with her family. It's like, Haley, I got to ask, like, what's the scariest dives? And she goes, Vols. Vols yeah. are way scarier. <laughs> Yeah. She they says are. Op and optionals, I can just hang on and I can spot, but balls are terrifying. <laughs> yeah. You just have so much time to like think and worry. And I, I know David Badaya didn't like back dive pike off 10 meter either. Like it's just so crazy how the most basic dive can yeah. be the most daunting. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah I think, uh, I think it was Jacob Seiler. Whenever we were at winter nationals, we were watching people do vols and he's like, I've never done that. And I think it was a back dive pike. He's like, I've never done that dive on 10 meter. And he's like, and I never want to, yeah, <laughs> and, he, no and he's a psycho. Like, and I mean that in the most <laughs> complimentary way possible, Jacob, like he is a crazy man. Like he'll do anything. Um, you know, as you look forward, you know, what are the goals that you have set for yourself in your career and where do you want to be in five years in your career? I'm going to sound like such an athlete when I say this, but I really do mean it because in our career and in our business, it's all about just getting better. Mm -hmm. I just want to continue to protect, to, uh, perfect my craft, you know, just get better and, um, you know, become more knowledgeable and confident and just continue to, to get better, I think is, um, definitely my goal. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll get into our signature questions now. Uh, we don't treat failure like it's a bad thing. We treat failure like an opportunity for growth. So from that aspect, what would you say your favorite failure has been? And it could be diving or just life. Ooh, honestly, is it bad if I say that back dive pike? I mean, no, not I at all. <laughs> dives, like when I tell you I smacked my heels, like it was not only like painful, but it was mentally painful because yeah. it was it was not easy to get over that. I mean, every time I did that dive, I had to tell myself not to think about it. You know, that, that feeling and that thought would just go to my head and I'd have to shove it out of the way, you know, get mm -hmm. out of the way, get out of the way. I, I got to do this dive. I have to overcome this. And, you know, Ashley and I weren't going to redo our list and, you know, not do the dive. So, you know, I couldn't let her down. I had to do the dive and, and get over the fear of that and, um, you know, compete it. Yeah. All right. And then the next one here, what can USA diving or NCAA diving do to improve? You know, I, I was thinking about this and I think that, um, both USA diving and NCAA diving are doing a good job, um, of promoting our sport. And I think we can always continue to promote it more. And mm -hmm. it's one thing I love about like what you guys are doing, you know, and, um, you know, anytime that I can be totally immersed in my sport, I always want to promote it. Um, I have to mention my friend and I know she's your friend too, Diane Mays. Uh, she's doing an incredible oh, job yeah. in Richmond, Virginia, which is where we, uh, cross paths and, you know, building the sport in Virginia, you know, she's yeah. trying to bring an, an Olympic facility there and it's been really fun to be alongside her and kind of brainstorm ideas and, go to conferences with her and, and, you know, help her achieve her dream. But it's just, it's wonderful to have trailblazers like herself, like you guys, um, just in the sport, constantly promoting it and allowing it to grow and, and prosper because let's face it. I mean, when the Olympics roll around every four years, diving is the sport that everyone wants to watch, right? Everyone loves watching diving. So, you know, we should keep that viewership 
constantly. Yeah. It shouldn't just yeah. go away after the Olympics. It should always be there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I, we love Diane. So uh, I think I, I, if I remember correctly, I think we gave her a big shout out on the broadcast whenever we were doing winter nationals, like she's just a, an amazing human being. I'm, I'm so excited. I think I just saw they got a new dry land facility and I saw all the kids and parents like building it out. It just yes. looked awesome. Like it looked like so much fun. And I think it's like, yes. you could see the kids were excited. I'm like, that's, that's what she does it for. And it's awesome. Um, you know, moving forward here, you know, what was your favorite drill as an athlete, or if you helped coach at all, what was your favorite drill? I almost want to say training device. I would not get off belts. Mm -hmm. I yeah. was obsessed with belts in college. Hung Ping would be like, okay, who wants to do belts? And it would be me. Like I would do belts every single day because nice. in our sport, the more you can train the, the muscle memory the better you're going to be. And I, and I credit doing belts every day to my reverse two and a half on three meter, yeah. just getting remarkably better. Yeah. Uh, so I think if you can, if you can train these dives and perfect them on land, you're, you're going to nail them in the water. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, best advice given and or received. To not compare yourself to others. I think um, early on in my career, it's it's easy to do that, right? Just mm -hmm. compare yourself to other people that might be a little bit ahead of you or whatnot. And I mm -hmm. think uh, all you can focus on is yourself and mm -hmm. your individual growth. And mm -hmm. um, there is no need to compare yourself to someone else's career. There's room for everyone. And, you know, just the more you spend focusing on other people is the less time that you spend on yourself. So, yeah. Um, just continue to grow and, uh, I guess try to beat yourself in competition, right? You want to yeah. be your, the best version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then who would you like to hear us interview next? Oh my gosh. I mean, you guys have interviewed some pretty awesome people. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, lie. Like we're, we're kind of surprised every time we look at it too. Like we, I will sell myself out on this. We were at winter nationals and at one point I looked at an athlete, I go, Oh, Aaron, we should really interview that person. He goes, we did. What are you talking about? And I'm like, Oh wait, we have done like 87 episodes at the time. And I'm like, we did do that. And like, I'm like, Oh man, like, how did we, how did we talk to these people? That is so funny, but no, you guys have a stacked resume. I'm, I'm looking at all the episodes and, you know, listening. I'm like, man, these guys are, you know, getting some, some big league people on here. Uh, but I would say, um, I think it'd be kind of cool to, to check in with some of the divers uh, coming back from uh, training at the Olympic facility in Colorado Springs. You know, Kristen Hayden, yeah. uh, Katrina Young, Jessica Parado, um, you know, Tyler Downs, just to kind of see, you know, what it was like, how their road to Paris training is going. And it's crazy that Paris is only, what, a year and a half away? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I would say any of those guys. All right. Awesome. If you awesome, haven't awesome. already interviewed them, which I know you guys have interviewed a boatload. So we want to make sure yeah. we don't double up. Right. Well, and on that topic too, road to Paris just recently announced USA diving came out with the fact that uh, Olympic trials will be in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. So yes. that's some exciting news there. A big meet coming to the Tennessee mm -hmm. pool, straying away from that uh, IUPUI pool. Mm -hmm. I know it's been at, it's been there for years at trials, uh, for trials there. So yeah, pretty cool to, to have it go to a new place, new facility and 
Knoxville seems like a cool area. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to make it down there. Yeah, and it's actually funny. Uh, West Virginia, the pool that Winter Nationals was at in Morgantown, was the runner-up. So yeah. you know, trials won't be there, but they were a uh, um, you know definitely a finalist to host the trials. But Knoxville's a gorgeous pool. Yeah. Um, you know, Ashley and I actually that's where Winter Nationals was back in uh, 2011. So it's a gorgeous pool. The facility is top notch, and Knoxville's a cool place. So it's definitely yeah. going to be a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, my last question for you is what question are we not asking that we should be? Where's the best place to get chicken parm? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. No, I honestly think you guys uh, do a great job with, you know, your variety of questions and kind of dipping into career and diving and and background. And I kind of like the, um, you know, how you guys have some signature questions that you ask. Uh, I always like asking kind of just like a random, like, like question, like I did to Ovi, you know, the mm-hmm. chicken farm or, um, you know, kind of finding a little uh, nugget that maybe people don't know about that person and being like, Hey, you know, you always paint your nails green for that competition. Why is that? You know, something mm-hmm. random, like off the wall, but uh, right. you guys do a tremendous job. So I don't, sure. I don't really have any critiques or feedback. 10 out of 10. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, well, before Aaron does our final stuff here, I just want to say, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's always awesome when we get to interview someone that maybe we weren't as familiar with ahead of time. And then I find out there are all these weird little connections that we all have to each other and just get to hear a different perspective from our sport. And I just l- feel like in this 30, 40 minutes that we've been on here, like I've already learned a lot about what we can do better. I don't know. I don't want to speak for Aaron, but it's like just little things. And I just really appreciate you giving us the time, especially uh, knowing that you're a new mother. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I, I can't believe we've been on here over 30 minutes because time flies. We're having fun. Thanks. <laughs> it guys. does. It does. Yeah. So before we go, uh, I'm going to do another technique of the week. This comes from, I stole it. I absolutely stole it from John Fox. I sent a video of one of my divers. I said, how do I hell? How do do I fix? How do I fix this? What's going on here? And he gave me a great little drill. He said, do standing 101 B with no arm circle. What was happening is my diver was going out a little bit too far on forwards. And he also does front twisters. Um, so the technique of the week is just standing front dive pike, no arm circle. You're working on posture. You're working on a stacked body position from hands to shoulders, to hips, to feet. Everything should be in an alignment. And the way that I explain it to my kids is I say, you know, think of a spring or even like a slinky. I suppose you could, you could use that analogy, but in a spring, when you compress it down on itself and then let it go, it'll go straight up. Now, if you take that same spring and you bend it and it's not stacked, it's not going to go the direction you want it to go. And that's the entire point of this. You get your power from the diving board, but if your body's in the wrong position, it's going to put strain on your body in a bad spot. And, you know, my diver was like, you know, my back doesn't hurt, but it definitely doesn't feel a hundred percent. And that's exactly what was happening. He was, he was a little chest over toes, a little leaning forward. And this stacked body position helps him not be in any pain. And then he goes a whole lot higher with that. So technique of the week, standing 101 B no arm circle. Um, 
before we go, I, again, just wanted to say thank you to Natalie. Um, hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. Our email is the diving pod at gmail.com. Again, t-shirts and hoodies still for sale at divingpod.itemorder.com. Enter dive pod at checkout for free shipping. So yes, I was very excited to, uh, to meet you, to finally get to have a conversation with you. I've followed your career at least for the last little bit here, you know, anybody in the diving world is exciting and, and fun to see the love shared in our sport. So thanks again, Natalie. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Thanks for having me and look forward to seeing you on a pool deck soon. All right. Awesome. We'll see you next time.